0: And pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our four podcast. This
1: might be college football
2: The show on a Friday. You don't expect this in late February, but that's exactly what we've had. How important is this NCAA? ruling we've been talking about the ruling from east tennessee there it is uh, the judge granting an injunction in the tennessee case it, you know some people it essentially it, it doesn't essentially it does freeze the nil rules right now some were wondering early on uh, well this will be appealed it could go all the way to the supreme court that is not going to happen the ncaa uh, has already uh, issued a statement uh, you know saying we got it, we need congress's help it's the same tired playbook Uh, This is uh, the NCAA statement, turning upside-down rules overwhelmingly uh, supported by member schools will aggravate an already chaotic college environment, further diminishing protections from student athletes from exploitation. By the way, I cannot read this statement with a straight face. The NCAA fully supports student athletes making money from their name, image, and likeness and is making changes to deliver more benefits to student athletes. But an endless patchwork of state laws and court opinions make clear partnering here it is with Congress is necessary to provide stability for the future of all college athletes. We talked to one of the leading, if not the preeminent, NIL legal expert in the country, Darren Heitner, on the importance of this ruling.
3: It's preliminary, and I'm just getting through reading the 13 pages of this order but it looks like this can be number one on the list o'bannon was huge alston was gigantic and i'm i'm sure that cases that are filtering through the system right now that relate to whether or not college athletes should be determined to be employees will probably supersede this specific case but as we sit here today february 23 2024 this order, I, I, I can't diminish the significance. It is so important. And one, the first thought that I had when I'm reading this is it's sort of the perfect storm that's been created. I, I'm, I've always been an athlete advocate. I've always believed that athletes deserve the right to benefit from their NIL. But the NCA has fought so hard to prevent athletes from being classified as employees. So now these athletes aren't earning salaries but they're also not restricting themselves by way of employment contracts it's it's essentially it it, it's it's a free market it's free agency with no restrictions whatsoever no rules anymore if, if we're going to abide by this order and so not only has a vacuum been filled by the fact that they're not salaried and they're not entering into employment agreements but there's an argument to be made that they now have more power than if they were salaried employees.
2: So that that is Darren Heitner's comments, and uh, very significant comments indeed. Let's uh, get to some phone calls here, and uh, Gary is up next in Knoxville. Hey, Gary. Afternoon, Paul. Hey there.
4: Um, a couple of contrasting uh, ramifications from the from the ruling, long term that I see let us assume for a minute that that football segregates itself from the rest of athletics right then in terms of title 9 what is it 65 80 female athletes could potentially lose their scholarships because now football doesn't apply since they're employees alternatively football doesn't segregate themselves And so in the collective bargaining agreement, you know, the the offensive tackle and the free safety get X dollars per year and benefits. Then so does the swimmer and the golfer and the lacrosse player and how many schools can truly
2: afford that. Gary, you've uh, you've un you've unwrapped uh, one of the big stories that is going to be after this the dust settles, and and I, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, the have-nots are out of business. I would I would say that's
4: true, and and particularly, you know, you look at the group of five. I mean, can, can Central Florida afford to pay? their softball team, $30,000 a year?
2: Uh, or do they just fall by the wayside? Yeah, they I mean, the, the, uh, I, think a, I think as you get down the limit, I, I think it's a problem uh, even in some of the bigger leagues where you have you know, the so-called academic uh, institutions that really don't want to play ball the same way uh, that everybody else does. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a – I don't want to keep saying that things are moving so quickly, but they are. And, and I think that's the day after story that it's going to shrink. I mean, the college football playoff may be expanding, but the field of schools who are going to be available for it are going to be shrinking. Absolutely.
4: Good talking to you, Paul. Well
2: said. That, that's really really a, a, one of the more uh, sapient analyses I've heard. Uh, Mr. Vall, a good friend of ours from Knoxville, calling in. How are you, buddy?
5: Oh, I'm doing great, and I uh, appreciate, uh, about a year ago, I think I called and asked for prayer for my mom, who at the time had oh, yeah. COVID, and she survived that, but uh, this month, as you already know, she uh, lost her year-long fight to pulmonary hypertension, which is a disease that nobody has heard a lot about until recently, where we're, we're, people are living longer nowadays, and we're able to keep people alive longer, but she she was always a big UT fan and a fan of your show and watched it every day and, uh in the hospital and in the rehab center with me lots of times and uh, I just wanted to call in and and thank all of your listeners and your viewers for the prayers that they offered up and that you did, too, for her back last year, and I know they were continuing to do that all through the year, and it's been difficult and tough for my brother and I here in Knoxville. You know he was uh, the physician for John Ward when he passed away not too long ago, too, and so we're we're having a tough day, but... um, this, as you know, we've known each other 50 years. And yeah,
2: you know, I, 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 but before you go on, uh, I just want to, I've, I've known you since college, and uh, I, I am, as I expressed to you so deeply, uh, sorry about your mom. And uh, it, it meant a lot when you, were, you told me uh, about her watching, and uh, that, is, that, that really uh, warmed all of our hearts here. But, yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt.
5: Well, that's okay. I, I, but, I mean, you know, the Feinbaum show is different from virtually any other show because it's a family. And I mean, you have made it that way and, and your callers and your listeners, I mean, some of the people that that don't understand that, I, it's it's so unique and, and not because we've known each other, but I, it's just a joy to watch the show every afternoon and to listen to it on the radio when I'm out in the car on XM or whatever. But that it's... Um, my mom would have been... Really happy, I think it's sort of like Adam was saying that um you know she always wanted the best for our university and so forth, and as you know, I mean, you got your degree in political science, I got mine in business and in law and and there what the gentleman said earlier that you just had on again and replayed that there has never been a ruling like this and and I'm so happy and proud that my University of Tennessee administration, my alma mater, where we both earned our degrees, were in the lead in making sure that people that are 18 years old, that are college students and college athletes, are finally going to get the what the American way is, which is to be able to, to negotiate on their own their, for the worth of their services with In college athletics, with all the money that's involved, I mean, I know Nick Saban gave lip service to the fact that that uh, he said I'm all for NIL, and he was coaching, and now he's saying that you know all this destroying the game and and all of athletics as well as football. I mean, that's really absurd. And and the judge, thankfully, has put the NCAA in such a tight box now with his ruling. As you've said many times, they can't fight their way out of a paper bag. And, I mean, it's the death knell, and rightfully so, and and happily so, for the basically communistic or socialistic way that they've tried to run things and and to keep uh, college athletes as a subset of people that were less than full citizens of America.
2: Uh, so, so uh, eloquently said, uh, Mark, uh, Mr. Vall again, sorry, I uh, called you by your real name. I uh, <laughs> uh, appreciate that. That, that, that. that was a beautiful uh, statement. And again, uh, our deepest uh, condolences to you and your brother and your whole family. Thanks so much. We're up against the break here on a Friday night. Big story that we have talked about and will continue to. We'll include your phone calls right after this.
6: Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com Paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com Paul. Hard are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a health provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. You're listening to the Paul
2: Feinbaum Show podcast. We're back on an early Friday evening, late February. Richard is in Durham, North Carolina. Hello, Richard. And
3: so, hey, Richard. Richard,
2: can you hear me? Okay, we'll, we'll give Richard, we'll cut Richard some slack here.
7: What are we going to do before Richard gets the
2: uh, gets the memo that he's on? Can I have a drink? Maybe you got it Fritos. Why is it? Why is this TV so far behind us? Hi, Paul. I appreciate you taking my call. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Welcome. You welcome aboard. Yeah, I, yeah, I can hear you. I can okay. hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, Richard, you might want to turn that down while we talk.
8: Well, okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Sorry, you hear
2: okay now? Yeah, we're doing great.
8: Okay. Well, I was just going to say well, uh, greetings from one poli- to start with, I was just going to say greetings from one political side to another. Oh, wonderful. Great to hear from you. Yeah. I, I, there was a few things I want to comment on, and then then I'll go on to the, about the Tennessee thing.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Just one second. Richard, we are not in a hurry. Okay.
7: Did
2: you bring me a magazine or something, Randy, while we're waiting?
8: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll uh maybe uh. Yeah, I went to Georgia, and I see you went to Tennessee. Yes, sir. <laughs> Richard, uh, let me ask yeah, you I I one more call call time. Call uh, it, I'm it. On, his, on his addition to the. Um, Got it. Richard, uh, are you, can you hear me? Wait a minute. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. I, I'm gonna, hear me I, I, will, I will ask you one more time. If you could turn that, if you could turn the TV down, we could have a conversation. Otherwise it's going oh, okay, to be very okay. confusing. Okay, okay. 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 Okay.
8: There okay. we go. There we go. There We go. Okay. I mean, we
2: want you to watch. Okay. <laughs> we're not in the business of uh, yeah, telling I'm people watching. to so, turn so the TV about off. About okay. We'll go right ahead. Uh, we're uh, all good. things I wanted to say.
8: I okay. wanted to compliment Dominic on his his addition to the to your, to your uh, theme song.
2: Yes, that I was great. He,
8: adding uh, adding Tennessee, I mean adding Texas and Oklahoma. And I also wanted to say you were talking about McAfee. Yes. I would say he's a he's an acquired uh, taste, which I haven't acquired yet. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, and the the other thing is that I noticed while while the, your show's been going on today, I see we lost, Georgia lost one of their top uh, coaches,
2: position yeah. coaches. Yeah, they've they've had an and unusually Adele, uh, rough winter.
8: Yeah, Adele McGee is. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough to you know they they can replace. I think their uh, receiver coach, but McGee has really recruited some outstanding running backs. Yes, he has. And I remember him all the way back to when I was in when I was in Columbus. He was an outstanding high school coach back then but but what I was going to say we' talking about you know the the Tennessee ruling what it seems to me is all this stuff it really um Decreases the loyalty for the people feel for a team. You know, like oh, we're sure. all in this for this team. Right, and that goes back to uh, what I always look at when I see something like this was going back. You remember know, with Pete Maravich when he first signed with the Atlanta um, Hawks way back then, and that was before everybody, you know, was making a lot of money. And he got so much money compared to the other players on that team
2: that it broke that team. But you, you know something, uh, seems- Richard, that happens in, in almost every industry. Uh, and it's 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 always, uh, you, that's why you need chemistry uh, and alignment within an organization. Well, thank you very much for checking in with us. Let's go to somebody who I expect to answer on the first ring. William, our legal analyst from Marvel.
1: Hello, Paul. How are you? William. You know, I've been, I've been, hey, Paul, let, let's, let's talk court orders for a minute. Can we do that and break William. it down, break it down a little in simple terms? Yes. Well, you know, a court order is generally binding just on the parties. You, let me give you an example. Let, let's say that, that ESPN sues you for something and they claim that you're, uh, uh, secreting assets. Uh, William, 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 I've you.
2: asked you, I, William, you're my attorney. You're not supposed to be telling what's going on here. Well, know. I'll
1: be, I'll, I'll use a <laughs> hypothetical then, okay. but, but let, let's say that they, they claim that you're doing something bad and you're right. hiding assets from them and they get a preliminary injunction against you from doing that. Okay. That injunction does not cover other people in other cases that are doing the same thing. The only way that injunction turns into the law of the state or the law of the land is if it works its way up the the, uh, appellate courts. So, you know, state court, it'd go to the Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court in Tennessee. Uh, Federal courts, uh, I mean, the irony here is uh, Tennessee's in the Sixth Circuit and and, uh, Virginia, that's a party to the case, is in the Fourth Circuit. So different circuits can have different laws of the land or different laws of that circuit until it gets to the Supreme Court and becomes the law of the land. Here, and, and I haven't read the whole order, I just read the, the, the last part, the judge, who was a very highly respected judge, he's not a Tennessee Homer, I think he was educated actually in Virginia, He he stated that his order was in effect a national preliminary injunction based on the fact that he orders that the NCAA, which is a national organization, cannot enforce its rules against any student athlete, no matter where located. And, and I, I don't know the, the, the legal basis. I suspect it's because he's found a potential violation of, of the federal antitrust correct. laws. Right. And, and, and so he's entered this you know, preliminary injunction that is national in scope even though technically it's only at this point binding within the Eastern District of Tennessee. If it goes to the Sixth Circuit, it will be binding in the Sixth Circuit, then the Supreme Court. But this is a very broad injunction. And, you know, his standard on appeal would be an abuse of his discretion. Is there a chance they find that? I don't know. He's a very bright judge, very well-respected judge. And I'm sure he's thought through this, uh, you know, in in great detail, but it it also puts the NCAA in a box, Paul, because if the NCAA NCAA, NCAA says, well, all right, we're going to take the position. This is only binding on Tennessee athletes, and we're going to enforce our rules in Michigan, or we're going to enforce our rules in another state. Number one, they could be in contempt of this court order. And number two, when they enforce those rules in another state, they're going to waive this injunction. Whoever they enforce them against is going to waive this injunction in their face. And you know, they're going to be fighting on multiple fronts. I, I think this is a, well, let me back up a minute. The other thing, Paul, is this is an, an injunction pending a trial on the merits. So it's going to stay in place unless they make a, a motion to amend or vacate it, until they have a trial. Well, trials take years sometimes to happen. So as a practical matter, it's permanent in the short yeah,
2: term yeah yeah uh, we based House. on based on the ncw statement uh they are not going to uh go anywhere but uh their hollow and and, and rather weak uh, approach to try to get congress to bail them out i mean they, they're you know better than me but uh their their risk on the, on the other side of this is is insolvency and i don't think they can afford to take that we have to take a break here i appreciate your call william We've had a lot of legal analysis. We'll have uh, your analysis when we come back.
3: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any
6: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show
2: Podcast. And Snake is up next. Uh, Good afternoon, Snake.
7: Oh, yeah! Shut up, Randy. I got Paul on the phone. Hey, I
2: apologize for that, Paul. That's quite all right. It was was entertaining.
7: Yeah, well, man, there's been a lot of Randy Savage jerky thrown out there this week to chew on, you know? (laughs) Right. First of all, I... I'd just like to send out my condolences to Mr. Vaug's family. And uh I'm sorry to hear about that and and uh I got a couple of things uh first or second, I, I what kind of caller is Elliot? I I didn't pay much attention to what his subject uh, was. He's uh
2: he's an irritating caller. How about that?
7: Okay. Well, I've, I've done some work for the circus in the, in the past, yeah. and, you know, I'm re- retired, uh, master electrician. And I, I thought I heard him previewing you about, uh, the greatest show in the world. Well, it's not, it's the greatest show on earth. You're right. But, You're right. Uh, Elliot would know that I mean, because, I uh, it, I don't want to call him out. I'd, I don't want to be a gym. I just want. Well, no. Here's
2: why he, did. he wouldn't know that, Snape, because his parents were in the circus, as opposed to taking him to the circus.
7: Oh, okay. Well, I just wired their concessions and stage lights.
2: Well, hey, well, where, where well, did you uh, work the circus?
7: I I just wired for him here in Birmingham. Or, yeah, in Birmingham. You know what?
2: Uh, I, I do. They still have the circus. I miss. I, I'm gonna go. I I miss the no, circus. No, I think
7: I think it's canceled. I don't think they. I know they don't come to Birmingham anymore.
2: That lately. I mean, didn't you? Didn't you have? It wasn't that great to get out of school and go to the circus. Yeah, I mean oh, Ringling gosh, Brothers, yeah. Barnum and Bailey. Which was a bit Which was better, Ringling Brothers or Barnum and Bailey? Or was it the same oh, thing? Oh, the same. Oh, they merged. Okay.
8: Yeah. You, you have just yeah.
2: brought back but, one of my great uh, childhood memories of going to the circus.
7: Yeah. Well, I had more fun going down there, uh, meeting those people and. Wiring up stuff than I did when I went when I was a kid, but yeah, it it was wonderful. It was wonderful. But uh, I, the main reason I called, I I got a a bank statement the other day, and and I noticed that uh I got a raise in my social security, and I I'd like to chip in on the caller fund. You know, if if you could get the car phone bill back,
2: man, you you just brought up. Uh, one of the great names in the history of this show.
7: Oh yeah, I played golf with him time or two. Yeah, I wish yeah he, uh, Carphone Bill I'm was uh, a. I haven't that. seen him
2: in a long time, but he's one of the greatest. I mean, I'm not. I mean, he he is truly one of the greatest golfers to ever come from that area.
7: Oh yeah, yeah, he kicked my butt a time or two.
2: Well, I think he won. I think he. Uh, well, he was a professional golfer, snake. I mean, it's not like you just went out there no, with some he, guy, you know, that was, you know. You know, on the putting green. Say hey, you want to go. You want to go eighteen. I mean, this guy. This guy led a professional tournament.
7: Yeah, but he he won a lot when he was amateur. <laughs> well, he. I,
2: I think he won the Alabama State Amateur six times. Um, yeah. Hey, Snake, really yeah, good to yeah. hear from you. Thank you. Be, best. Thanks for. Thanks for reminding me of the circus. Am I too old to go to the circus? No. I'm going. To, I'm going next time. When's it come? I might be. I, what if I could Can I get? Can you find a kid for me to take so it looks like I'm taking my grandson? I don't want to. I don't want anybody. How about I'll take Dominic to the circus? I don't want to look like I'm there uh, because I really want to be. Okay, Sparks is up next. Uh, hey, Sparks.
0: Hey, Paul. How you doing?
2: Well, you are doing great. Thank you.
0: TGIF. You got it. Uh, that's that's on the tongue of Auburn basketball players' tennis shoes. <laughs>
6: That's funny. Toad
0: goes in first. Oh goes in first. Hey, breaking news, Eli has got him a job already.
2: Oh really? What what's that?
0: The Nashville Cats. <laughs> I oh. A real football.
2: Man. I'm glad to see him uh, land sure. on his on his feet, I guess. Is that yeah, landing yeah, on your feet too, after man. Alabama football?
0: Yeah, yeah. My man my brother named his son Eli and my brother was lord now, but he he turned the volume off and listened to Eli. And all these callers talk about Paul, about uh, Gary Danielson, Do you remember Air Force Sieges calling out Oh yeah, I,
2: I do. I sure do. The great Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, coach.
0: Man, he's, a, he's a bigger homer than Danny Cannell
2: <laughs> Well, no, nobody, nobody yeah. is that big of a homer. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I know it. I, I, I know it. Oh, and uh, oh, it's ain't sports now, but uh, also breaking news: an Apache helicopter, Army helicopter, has crashed in Mississippi.
8: I
2: didn't hear no
0: that. All the details they, they don't use yet yeah.
2: Hey, uh, well, oh, and, thank uh, you, uh, Sparks. Thank you very much for the for the Eli Gold breaking news. Uh, we got more breaking news here right now. Okay. A cat daddy sighting. Oh.
9: Big Paul, you looking good and sounding good as always. I I know the uh, ten dollars done open the box. I think I told you that five years ago when they started talking about paying the players. But get ready. Lawsuit City will be the next biggest city in the United States when it comes to college football. <laughs> There're going to be more lawyers than sharks in the water. But i got to talk about one thing tonight, Mr. Feinbaum, and you know what that is. Dawn Staley has broke a record, and her South Carolina Lady Gamecocks are making us proud and making us smile here in the pallet of state.
2: You know what? Uh, I'll bet all the Palomato moonshine in your story that they win the title this year. Well, Mr.
9: Feinbaum, i tell you what. I I about would put that on the shelf and bet it myself because our Lady Gamecocks is tough. And we are so proud of them. And Alabama, all you Alabama fans, let me tell you something. Here in Columbia, this is as good as beating y'all, if even if it was football. But the Lady Gamecocks, we own Alabama, and I love it, Mr. Feinbaum.
2: Thank you, Cat Daddy. I remember when Cad Daddy talked about South Carolina football, don't you? Yeah. He's yeah. he's all in on Don now. Got to go with go Don. With Don. Um, let's go to Maryland right now in Baltimore. What's up?
10: Hey, is this, uh, can you hear me, Mr. Feinbaum? You sound great.
2: Thank you for calling.
10: Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good afternoon good evening to you. A couple of quick comments. Uh, I know you don't have a lot of time left. Uh, First, um, uh, probably uh, South Carolina probably needs to be wearing those AKC shirts instead of Jacksonville State because they are actually the real ass kicking chickens there. Uh, Lou Holtz might have been, might be the title holder for the biggest homer of all time. He was, he was, bad. he
2: was pretty bad about Notre Dame. Yeah.
10: Hey, By the so, way, uh, uh,
2: all the, uh, I think there's a new candidate to be the biggest homer of all time about to about to be seen this
10: fall. And that, uh, oh yes. <laughs> so, uh, a quick condolence both to Mr. Vall's family and then also to the families of uh, those two young ladies at the University yeah, of Georgia. That is a terrible do, we, do we know whether or not the second death, the dorm death, was foul play or if it was just a death? I, 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 that just because I don't I've know. I
2: know the school shut down, and that was a very good decision. Uh,
10: uh, it, it just makes me think of Ted Bundy at Florida State. Mm-hmm. I brought that back when I heard that. Well, that so, listen, I, my weird. call, my call quickly is is about the ruling today. Uh, I am happy for the University of Tennessee for the moment, uh, and I am happy that the NCAA does uh, whenever it gets busted by, uh, busted by anybody. But my concern is uh, is. And this is a hypothetical concern, but you know, a few years ago, everybody was saying, "Well, you know, they're not going to let players be paid." I remember you talked to Tony Barnhart at one time, and he really poo-pooed the idea. Right. And yet, here we are. So, my concern is very similar to the one to the caller right before Mr. Vall and it's the intended t- t- consequence of, um, so. With most schools, the sport that they push to the front and that they invest in the most is college football. And I know at the moment we say, well, the Nil collectives and the school are separate, and they can't you know they they can't really uh, be f- channeling funds, but given the patchwork that we have across the different states and the different state laws, I don't think it's a so far stretch that it might be a point where each st- the states, uh, based on their school's uh, desires, might change that up. And my fear is that with the success of Nick Saban, you saw the University of Alabama grow in lots of areas. More fund as, as funding came into the football team, it trickled out to the other sports, but it also went back into the school. And if we have schools or teams that have, whether depending on the school what the sport is that they really support, whether it be Kentucky basketball, Alabama football, or even up here Johns Hopkins uh, lacrosse, uh, whatever that that sport is. If you have the fan base that's hell-bent on really supporting that, my fear would be that what had been growth may start to become reduction. You know, listen, I hate to interrupt, but you, that- you, may, you may very well be right. I mean,
2: there are always consequences. Uh, I hate to run because it was such an interesting call, but we're up against a break. A few minutes remaining here on a Friday night.
9: You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.